0: Hey hope. Fancy seeing you here again. This week we talk about the double header away at Belfast and a defeat to fight on Wednesday evening. As well as looking back on the games this weekend. I do appreciate you joining us once again, and I really do hope you enjoy. So sit back, relax, and just take it all in. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Steel the Puck podcast, episode four of the show, which talks about everything Sheffield is related. Today, I am not quite joined by Scott Ancult in the first part of this episode. I'm actually by myself. And the reason for that is because Scott's in a course in somewhere I'm not too sure. Not sure what the course is about, actually. But I'm actually on my own for a little bit. However, Scott will be joining me in the second half of the program as usual. So we will get his opinions as well. The show will follow the same procedure as it normally does, with a few different sections including viewer questions. However, it probably won't take as long as usual because we don't have two people giving their opinions on it. This show today will follow a similar sort of structure as my old vidcast did when I used to run Still the Puck in around 2018-2019 um, I used to do them for YouTube, they were more video-type podcasts, so you'd have to watch them and listen to them at the same time. But, we'll just get into it anyway. Um, in today's episode, we'll look at our split weekend to Glasgow-Manchester. and We'll look ahead to the doubleheader at Belfast, but that's going to be later in the programme instead of the second section in. And we will review tonight's game, I'm saying tonight now because it's currently 5 o'clock in the evening, on the Wednesday. However, later on, we'll be recording the second section of the podcast at around half past 10, 10 o'clock after the game has finished. And we will be reviewing the game against the Fireflies of the first leg of the Challenge Cup. And we'll be looking ahead to the games against Belfast. Section one, we'll get straight into it. No beating around the bush. Did we win? Okay. Obviously, this section is called Did We Win? We didn't win on the Saturday, to put it lightly. Um, a lot of people on Twitter have been saying it was a really poor performance. I'm sort of inclined to agree with them having a glance at what has happened in the past day, uh, obviously the weekend. McParland opening the scoring for the Clan in the first period with Allen equalising a bit later. Hayden getting another goal for the Clan to make it 2-1. McParland adding a second goal of his own and the third for the Clan. And Kevin Massey, I think it's Kevin Massey, getting the fourth for the Clan with Matt Petgrave getting a Sort of a consolation goal, if you like. Now, this performance, obviously, I've got to be honest, I wasn't there. But looking at the table going into it, you you would almost sort of expect the Steelers to win that sort of game. But something I'm going to say straight off the bat is, every team that wants to, that comes to the arena wants to win the game. You know, there's never going to be a team that turns up thinking, "Oh, you know, that we're just going to roll over and die because it's the Sheffield Steelers." The clan struggled all season. You know, they've been through a different coach. They've had all the controversy surrounding them at the start of the campaign. You know, it's not really helped them as a team. Um, and coming to the arena on a Saturday, you'd expect the Steelers to win. But, you know, sport is sport and you can't ever expect things to happen. I've watched the Steelers for years and, you know, they lose when you least expect it and they win when you don't expect it. You know, back in the day when we were under Tom Barrasso, we went into a lot of games thinking, Crash, you know, we're going to get stuffed here. Um, The clan, I'm pretty sure, came with a lot of confidence that they could beat the Steelers. And in all fairness to them, they did in his his own backyard, in front of another good crowd at the arena. And um, look, you've just got to take it as it is, 4-2 defeat at home. It's not good. You know, We're not going to beat around the bush, polish a turd if you would. It's not good. And the Steelers will learn from it and bounce back, which they did in the game against Manchester Storm on the Sunday. Flip side of the 4-2 defeat at home on the Saturday, which was my birthday, which is why I wasn't at the Glasgow game. The Steelers faced the Manchester Storm at home. And won 4 2 so that was obviously a nice, uh, nice result there. Brandon Whistle opened the scoring in the first period with a lovely, uh, lovely tip from a McNally feed. Um whistle had his second in the second period after a good passing play. Um finished at the back post by him. Anthony DeLuca, the old Steelers, uh, Old Steelers almost a cult legend, if you would. Got his um his goal at the arena. Uh, Robert Dowd replying, though, five minutes later, with a beautiful um end-to-end finish of his own. Um Blackburn then added an early. Third period goal for the Storm to make it to three-two to them, and I do remember in fact that they almost very nearly equalised, um, but luckily they didn't. As Brett Newman got his goal for the Steelers, so a four-two win over the Manchester Storm is a certainly a um, quite a respectable way to bounce back from a defeat to Glasgow. Manchester City sat in eighth, I believe, going, sorry seventh, going into the game. Um, the Steelers obviously still in second. Um, the drop points against Glasgow certainly have affected the Steelers positionally, but in the scheme of things, it was a good win against Manchester because it keeps the pressure on Guildford and it keeps us away from the pesky Devils and the well, the, the team that I'm scared of the most, the Belfast Giants. Yes. Obviously, the preview to that will be later on in the programme. But looking at the weekend. I think all Steelers fans will agree with me that we'll want to four points like we do every weekend, but sometimes you have off days and sometimes you don't get the result you really want to get. Obviously, Glasgow being the team that did us in that game. I think when I speak, I don't speak for all Steelers fans, as you know, but it certainly is a disappointment to come away without anything. at a home game, but you're always going to lose a home game in the season. So, that more or less wraps up the review of did we win because we got two points out of the possible four that we could have gained this weekend. And to get a 50% return from a weekend that we, we all, all, all wanted, you know, the, the four points, it's not bad. And I think most people would agree with me in saying that. But obviously I did a uh, tweet on the Saturday sort of trying to wind people off a little bit. It did work. But, you know, I'll not dwell too much on that. That's the sort of style I go for. Anyway, the second section today is going to be viewer questions. Now, I don't normally do this section this early in the program. But I believe it probably fits better given that later on we want to be more focused on Fife and a big sort of section on the massive games ahead against Belfast. Now, obviously, this time I haven't wrote down stuff because I don't need to show Scott what we're doing. I'm going to basically go through one by one of the questions and hopefully get as many answered as possible. So, the first one that we're going to um, touch upon is from Chris Brammer, who says, amongst the chasing pack, who do you think has the most potential to overtake Guildford or are Guildford just going to keep storming it? Now, this is a very open question, obviously, because... You'd be thinking straight away, Cardiff and uh, uh, Belfast, not Glasgow, I nearly said Glasgow then. But um, Cardiff and Belfast, you'd think, are definitely the stronger out of the possible title challengers to cause a stir, if you like, to Guildford. I think Guildford will lose steam, and I've been saying this all season long. Sorry, I'll just take a drink. I think Guildford, I've been steaming it all season long. No one really expected it to happen. And why would you? Because you know Guildford are not a side I think anyone ever put down as title it, title contenders, but there's always a risk that they will run away with the league. And I really don't want them to. If I'm being very honest, I don't want Guildford to win the league. I want the Steelers to win the league. But I don't think Guilford will storm it. Maybe Scott has a different opinion to me. I'm too sure, but I don't think Guildford will end up storming it. And I think one of the three arena teams, if you'd like. Us, well, I can't, you can't really call Cardiff an arena team because it's about the size of a garden shed. Um, Belfast, think, are always going to be strong. I think it's definitely going to be between the, the Flames and the Steelers towards the end of the season. Um, I think the others will drop off. But that's obviously a big statement and I might eat my own words. Um, but for now, I think the Steelers are probably the more likely the sides to end up winning the league. I don't want to throw myself under the bus with that, but I really do. Um, I don't think Guildford will storm it. I think they'll drop off, yeah. Um, okay. Barry the Baguette. <laughs> oh, God. That's caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> that's caught me off guard because I didn't realise <laughs> it was Barry the Baguette that tweeted it. Oh, that's funny. I thought it was just someone called Barry. Um, should we make a new form with forward signing? Who makes way? Oh, it's a tough one. There's been talks of, um, I think a question touches up on this later on, that the Valorant is rumoured to be possibly coming back to the Steelers. Um,
1: so, it's
0: a very, very, very tough one. Um, at the minute, I don't think we really need to shake it up that much. I think we're looking sound. Uh, going forward, but if there was the availability of Marco Valerand to come back to the club, I think everyone would speak and say, it would agree in saying that we should almost make a beeline for him to come back to the club. Um But apart from that, I really don't think we particularly need one. We, I think we need, could do with another goal scorer and Valorant would fit that bill, but for now, I think we're steady, Eddie. We might as well just keep going as we are. Mark Pashley asks, Did the Steelers organisation have the same desire to win as in the past, or is it other teams have cut them up now? It's a very, very good question, that. Do we have the same desire to win? I don't think, as a hockey club, that anyone... Sorry, any hockey club ever change their desire to win a game because everyone wants to win a game no matter what and I think saying that we might not have a desire for it I don't think is right particularly I think we do have that same desire but I just don't think we've had the quality of players to win titles and obviously that might be quite a bold statement but last season I think The quality of our side certainly showed towards the end of the season has not been particularly great. I don't think anyone would disagree with me on that. Um, We all all saw what happened towards the end of last season. And, you know, it it was obviously a disappointing end to last season. And now we almost look a lot better in terms of the way in which we've approached this season so far. Um, I don't feel like we're going to have the same catastrophic end to the season as we did last time out. So, yeah, in terms of that mark, I think other teams probably have caught up as well. Um, I do apologise if I lost track there. It's It's not a big deal. But in terms of desire to win, I think we still have the same desire to win like any team, any professional hockey team would. And going forward, I think we'll probably see more results this season. So Jack Dale asked this week, this is the first time Fife have ever made the cup, cup semi-final. Does this give them an advantage as their players will be gunning for us, whereas our players may think it's going to be an easy game? We've all seen what overconfidence can do to a team. And Jack, that's a good point to make. Um, Fife are certainly a team that would cause problems, especially in their own barn, and especially in the semi-final of a cup, because it's not... An easy competition to win the Challenge Cup by any stretch. Now, they will see today as an opportunity to undo the Steelers in terms of probably their strength as a team and have the fans behind them. I think it'll be a good game to watch for the neutral, and I might even buy the webcast myself, but it is 15 quid, so I can't see that happening. Um, I think overconfidence might be a part of the Steelers. I think. We've seen it happen a lot of times before. We probably saw it against Guildford the other week, where we had Matt Petgrave basically stood on their goal line, giving away the dreaded two-on-one that won the game for the opposition. So, yes, there's a possibility that their players will be gunning for it, but our players, I think, will step up to the mark today because Aaron Fox, I don't think, will allow his players to play almost at half pace. Um. So hopefully we'll see a comfortable Steelers victory. Now, that hasn't been the case in the past, but we did undo Cardiff at the arena a couple of weeks ago. So to answer your question, Jack, I think it won't really make much of a difference to the five flyers, but I think it could make a difference to the tie itself. Um, I'm just hoping that Steelers don't have bust legs and we see a decent performance. Out of context, Sheffield Steelers. Um, says, if available, does Valorant come back? Now, I've touched upon that, obviously, in the question asked by Barry the Baguette. Again, the Baguette completely co- catching me off guard. Um, I think it'd be daft not to go back for Valorant. And I think there's not that much that can be said on that as such. Um, I think if you don't go for a player like Marco Valorant, who's proven is worth in the Elite League, you'd be almost daft. Um, But it does depend on whether or not we have the room to drop an import of who's played for us so far this season. Um, But I do think we have missed him and we haven't replaced him. So I think we should definitely get Valorant to come back if he is available. With Glasgow's bounce back in form, do you think they have an absolute turnaround and make playoffs? Tom Hutchinson asks. Now, Tom, I do believe Glasgow's bounce-backing form has been quite tremendous, I must say. And I do think they will definitely get the playoffs. I think the quality that they have in the squad allows them to enter the playoffs now, if you know what I mean. Not before, maybe at the start of the season, they didn't look even half the side that they are now. Coming to the Steelers the other day and managing to... Managing to win was just something that I don't think that many of their fans would have expected to happen. Now, it might sound cocky, it might sound arrogant, but it's certainly one of the performances of the season for them, and I do think they'll continue striving on with that form behind them. Obviously, the Cardiff Devils were the latest as they've come to the clan's newfound strength if it were um, losing in overtime to the Steelers. Derek Siddons, why do we struggle to break down teams in our own barn? Now, Derek, that could come down to many factors, I think. It's always hard to score in hockey. And I think we do score quite a few goals at home. But sometimes maybe teams up their game at the arena. I think there's an element of underdog to every team that comes to, the, uh, comes to our place. And maybe sometimes they just park the bus, like we have seen with the Dundee Stars three times last season, like we saw them do it once this season, and how teams help to play the Steels is usually in that category of backs to the wall, let's not allow much to happen. Grant Evans asks, while Sunday's performance was undoubtedly the worst of the season, Saturday's, sorry, do you think the... Twitter meltdown was an overreaction with fans calling the heads of Tony Smith and Aaron Fox. Hasn't Aaron Fox gained sufficient credits to deserve a little better? Now, I think that's a very good question. I think there was a degree of overreaction to the game on Saturday. But also, I have spoke with quite a few people who were saying things like calling for the heads of Tony Smith and Aaron Fox. And at the time, they were quite reactionary and they have admitted that to me as well. Um, a young guy called Ben, who's supposed to be on the podcast at some point. He, um, This it, it was an overreaction, uh, to put it frankly. Now, I've seen that obviously you put fans in inverted commas. I mean, that's fair enough. But I think people are entitled to their opinion on Tony Smith and Aaron Fox. Um, I haven't got a strong opinion myself. I don't really want to have one either. I don't think Aaron Fox has done enough to deserve the calls for his head. Yes, I think the hockey's a bit dull at times, but he's also done a lot for the club. Um, Obviously, last season was a bit of a blip in terms of us losing the league, more or less, with the last few weeks of the season to come. But other than that, I don't think he necessarily deserves the flat that he gets. But I do understand why fans would, especially fans that you know are passionate about the club, would want to see Aaron Fox sacked, potentially. However, in the scheme of things, when you're second in the league, only a few points behind the league leaders, I don't think there's really any need for that sort of reaction. Maybe in a, in a season's time, or maybe at the end of this season, if we win nothing, then I think we'll probably see a ramped-up uh, response to that in terms of fans saying stuff towards Aaron Fox. Tony Smith, I think, has done a lot more for the club than people can really comprehend. Um, and, yeah, you know, I'll leave that one at that. I think that's certainly up in the air, and I'm not the mind furor to turn around and say, oh, if people should be saying this and that. Josh Talbot, who says he might get twice in two podcasts. Well, Josh, it's your lucky day. Uh, do you think that the Steelers will be announcing a new sign in the upcoming weeks? A lot of people... A lot of people are linking Valoran with a move back to Sheffield. What's your thoughts if he was to return? Josh, good question. Um I've touched upon it, I think, already, and I'm just gonna put it plainly and simply. I think Valoran coming back to the Seals would be a good move. And people people will disagree with me. I've seen people say no and stuff like that, but I think you'd be daft to not take Valoran back if he was available. Um and yeah, I'll I'll leave that one at that. But I've been speaking for about 20 minutes for the first section of the podcast. Obviously, we've covered the games that happened this weekend, and we've done all the viewer questions that I've been asked this week. So I'm going to leave this section here, uh, the first part of the podcast here. Obviously, Scott will be back a bit later to take up the rest of the podcast with me at around 10 oclock our time, and obviously this will be released on Thursday morning. So, yeah, this has been the end of a. Uh, Part one of today's podcast, and yeah, I'll see you in about. Well, I'll see you after this musical break. Well, ladies, and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Still the Book Podcast. Part two of today's episode, I'm finally joined by Scott Ancliff, so it's not just me anymore. Scott, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, not too, not too bad. Good. So, you have had to suffer the Steelers this evening. Yes. Could you talk us through that five performance, please? Because I've seen it was three, two to the five flyers. I didn't buy the podcast, I, I, the, the, oh, the thing myself Um, on <laughs> via Play because I read the reviews of via Play on Google. I'm being serious. I was going to buy it and then I read the reviews and I thought, no, I'm doing that. Come <laughs> on, talk us through it. What happened? Yeah, um, so,
1: well, it wasn't the greatest of starts. Uh, I don't know if you can put it down to bus legs or whatever, but we just didn't simply come out the gates. Um, you know, it was slow, sluggish. Uh, they obviously got off to a to an early lead, two goals early for them on the power play. Uh, I say early lead, they scored in the 14th minute. Um, then they got one just before the end of the period, both power play goals, Zach Phillips uh, with the second one he's been in. Fine form. Uh, then second period, obviously much better for us. Uh, Dowd uh, got us off the mark. Bit of a nice play, back post, um, and a good pass from uh Neverline and Oh, sorry, a shot from Neverline And Dowd uh, just just sort of jammed it in from close range. Um, and then Latel uh, with a power play goal. Yes, the power plays are starting to click a little bit more now. Um, certainly better than recent weeks. Uh, Letal with that one, um, and Christo was credited with the assist according to the Elite League website, but it didn't look like Christo from uh, from when I saw Anyway, um, yeah. but yeah, no, uh, a good play from the Steelers, and then just third period, we um, yeah five um, got one three minutes into the third period, and then we're just chasing the game after that. Yeah, we peppered them with plenty of shots, sort of in that third period. But you know, as you do, you're ready to shame Owen who's just a brick ball sometimes. And when he's got, you know, that confidence going, he's he's unstoppable. He's a he's a cracking goalie. And um, yeah, just a little bit too little, too late. Wasn't the best performance. Um, certainly better than the losses, what we suffered at home though. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you know, not great. And we need to obviously step it up this weekend and uh, this it's gonna be obviously tough against Belfast.
0: Yeah absolutely and obviously with tonight's game it it was only the first leg of the challenge cup semi final yeah now we know that belfast are indeed through to the final mm-hmm. it's an opportunity i always think that this semi final not i always think i'm a bit tired um but it's an opportunity i think especially going into the second leg with the flyers which we'll we'll talk about in a few weeks that time um mm-hmm. It's an opportunity for silverware if we yeah. can get past yeah, yeah. five flyers. So hopefully yeah, which we is can always
1: yeah, it's always something you want. I mean, that's why everyone plays the sport. That's why you know we're we're all in it as fans. You know, we want to see them win, and that's yeah. something you know we've we've become accustomed to. I guess in Sheffield, so with that comes high expectations. So mm. you know, and, and Fox will know that the players all know that they know they're going to you know one of the best teams. In British hockey, and uh, so there's that pressure on them daily. But you know, the professionals they they need to sort of expect that. Yeah, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough against Belfast. You know, they they've sort of rallied a little bit recently. They've had a few new players come in. Obviously, it's going to take a little bit of time for them to find the groove. But you know, with with them adding to their roster and and um, sort of changing things up a bit, it's,
0: um, yeah, certainly going to be a tough test. Absolutely, I think we can probably leave. The five game there as such because I don't think there's any much more to unpick from it. No. It's the first. It's the first half of a semi final. You don't have to, you know, like go overboard with that sort of thing. But something we do need to go yeah. overboard with is this massive weekend that's coming up for the Steelers. And um, yeah, it's second against fourth, obviously this weekend. Um, Steelers mm. second, Belfast in fourth. It's. Going to I would go out on a whim and say it's going to be detrimental to how our season ends up this weekend. Mm. What do you reckon? Yeah. How would you approach this yeah. if you were Aaron Fox? It's a tough one. It's um,
1: yeah, obviously losing tonight is an ideal preparation going into that because you want to try and carry some momentum going into the game. Um, mm. but you've just kind of got to face it with a bit of a clean slate and um look at how we've played against Belfast previously. You know, we've done okay against them. So far this season, so I guess with that, you know, you do take some confidence and and some sort of uh, comfort in knowing you've you played well in the past against them. However, you know, with, um, yeah, what's his name? Netminder who's just come back. He's, my mind's gone
0: blank. Huh. Are you a bit tired today, Scott?
1: I am. <laughs> we are recording this at 11 minutes past 10, which is not our normal time. And, Beskarawani. Uh, no, Beskarawani, there we go. Yeah, it's How Beskarawani. I, I really they got it wrong there. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know why. I was thinking Hadlovski, who's another mm. sort of European netter who played in, in the UK, but no, yeah, definitely Besco. Uh, tiredness is kicking in George, but uh, not enough. Yeah, caffeine. but no, we Besco. You know, you, you he could you know, win a game. You know, on his own, he's he's another netminder like um, like Shane Owen, who gives them a chance every night. So. You know, and yeah. he's going to find his feet a little bit more now. I believe he's played a few games, so he's going to be settled back in. And, you know, what better way for him to get up against than, you know, in the Steelers. So, yeah, so it's, it's going to be a tough one. You, you know, we've obviously got a few banged up bodies and injuries and things like that. Um Players not fully fit. Obviously, having Pichet not playing tonight, he was out tonight, and I'm not sure if he'll be playing this weekend, but... That's a massive loss for us.
0: Mm. You know,
1: his, his sort of you know, presence is obviously solid, solid at the back end, but with that offensive punch, that cracking slap shot from the point, you know, it's just going to be a big loss. Um, so we'll see. I think going into it, you'd be happy with, based on current form, uh, a split weekend. I'd be happy to share the points, although obviously I'd be even happier to take all four. But of course, I it's, it's a tough one, but I'd be, I'd be happy with a split, I think.
0: Mm. I think, as far as I'm concerned with the Belfast games, it's um, it's certainly a big chance, really, to... Mm. And I know that I'll say it in tongue-in-cheek on Twitter all the time, oh, we're going to mm. take the four points here, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But <laughs> tonight, I'm getting absolutely roasted in my quote tweets from putting a tweet yeah. out yesterday saying, we'll undoubtedly beat the five Flyers tomorrow. And obviously, that yeah. was tongue-in-cheek. And if no one realised that, then fair play, but... Looking at the weekend, the four points, look, I think it is doable. I really do. People will probably disagree with me um, on Twitter like they always do. In my mes- personal messages, I think if, if we had um, Alex on tonight like we were supposed to have, he'd probably disagree with me. But I do think the Steelers have a chance of coming away with the four points. And that isn't because of me being cocky. I just think we have the quality this season compared to what we did last season well I'm pretty sure this time last year we had a double header again against Belfast um, mm. and it was almost make or break to a season I believe um, yeah. can't rem- quite remember did, did we win one of them or did we get an overtime or I know we Ooh, lost one heavily no, me. I was, I... yeah on I the Friday we lost heavily there.
1: yeah we did yeah
0: Something the like Saturday, six, I can't remember how we got on 6-1 And I don't know if mm. it was like
1: an OT win or something on the Saturday, perhaps mm. Um slept a lot since then and consumed copious amounts of alcohol since then So my oh, memory is yeah. rather lacking um, But no, yeah, I was there and um, I think, yeah, we definitely lost heavily on the Friday
0: Yeah, um, we did, I remember I it I
1: believe we won on the Saturday,
0: I think But don't quote me on that don't at me people on Twitter. said. <laughs> um, I remember... Was a, I remember watching that game on the Friday and thinking, God, we look bad. And the Saturday, I think I was in the pub again. And we won. So, it was sort of pleasing. But I do think, as I've said this season, we go into the game with a better squad. And... Yeah. Almost more confidence because... We did touch up on this in a few a few weeks ago about how much better we look this season and how like bigger we've got, oh. younger we've got, and I think that'll pay dividends going into this final stretch of the season because obviously there's um, only is it ah oh, twenty games left, maybe less than that. Um, yeah, I think so. For the listeners out there, Scott can't stop yawning at this point. Uh, he can't <laughs> see us physically, but. <laughs> I'm I'm
1: trying to be all uh, all sly and hide it behind my hands, but you know I, yeah. I don't want to be rude to you and make you make it think of your dulcet tones. But
0: no, it might like need it for the audio.
1: But when I go to bed, <laughs> it has it certainly has mate. Yeah, been been a, been a very long day. I've been on a course today for my photography, and
0: uh, yeah, uh, it's good. It's uh, tiring though. Anyway, well, at you, least you it was, because it's not at least it's worth your time.
1: Yeah,
0: in York and stuff like well, yeah, that. you had a little day out as well. Down yeah, you know, the exactly. shams actually, it's like going on
1: a school trip. You're just knackered when you come back. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, not quite in York Centre. It was more like between York and Leeds. Actually, a place called Hazelwood Castle. Know uh, yeah. where it was, but yeah. Anyway, I don't want to bore no, all of the listeners with the details. But, but um, it's an essay photography. If anyone's interested, <laughs> no,
0: <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> another plug. I'll like get it. a plug um, in again. Yeah, I I'll, I'll it. A plug um, in. I'm
1: a salesman now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously one player in particular you'd be talking about when you're playing Belfast is Scott Conway. Now, yeah. he's the lead top point scorer. Um, Didn't he put out a statement the other day about him not wanting to play for Britain or something like that? I can't remember. I saw something about it floating around.
1: Yeah, he did. I, I think a few people were obviously surprised about his admission from the squad in terms of, you know, his name wasn't on the sheet and there was some sort of, mm. I guess, Surprising names where people had thought that they'd been picked over him, um. But it, you know, obviously if you, you know, had got any wits about it you'd realize that it wasn't, you know, Conway not being picked for you know his talent. He said he basically went onto Twitter and, and put a little statement saying, you know, with with the hockey season, it's you know it's obviously a very long season in the UK, yeah. um, and it takes its toll, sort of, you know, physically and mentally, mentally. over the season. That's fair yeah, enough. Yeah, and he. he yeah, and he basically said he, you know, he, he just wants to have a little, you know, a little break, and he he sort of removed his name from, I guess, the um, the, the reckoning or the choosing for the squad, and mm. know, fair play to him, you know, if he wants to, you know, um, concentrate on domestic duties, you know, with Belfast, then then fair play, you know, they're in the title race still, just now, yeah. and um, yeah. you know he's, uh, you know, he's not had a great season as he in terms of you know the off ice stuff, and and that might have had an effect and a bearing in the decision, you know, I am speculating a little bit, uh, but, you know, mm. it's, it's his decision, his decision to make and, you know, fair play to him. And uh, yeah, we, we kind of move on and we've got a good squad still. And obviously we've got some of the GB um sort of dual national players uh, playing for mm. the first time, the likes of Nathaniel Halbert uh, from Coventry and, uh, and a couple of others. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. And um yeah, hopefully,
0: uh we can, we can do as well as we can do. Yeah, absolutely. I think a um, couple more sections, not very big though this week, because obviously it's been a bit of a skew if thing, because we, the yeah. Wednesday night game sort of thrown us off a little bit, given the fact we normally uh, record on a Wednesday. Mm. But And obviously tomorrow I'm working. A stupid shift that I'm really not happy about, but it is what it is. Work's work, money's money. Mm-hmm. Um. Just going to move on. Last week, we completely forgot to predict the games at the weekend. So I've made, in big bold letters on my post-it note, I have got a full podcast note with book here that I haven't opened yet, and it's going to have bats flying out of it soon. But predictions this weekend, obviously Belfast twice. Should be... It's going to be hard to predict. I'll go first, just to ease you into it, but... I've gone for on the Saturday... (laughs) I've gone for on the Saturday that we will actually win three goals to two. And on the Sunday I've gone for a real big ballsy um prediction of saying that we're gonna take an overtime win of two goals to one. Now looking back on that, that is a stupid prediction and it's never gonna come true. But you never know, do you? It's uh what do you reckon? Wise.
1: Yeah, um, I, I feel we'll split it. I think, you know, perhaps we'll lose the, the Friday game, um, mm-hmm. even though you know, there's chance of, obviously, us looking for a bounce-back performance. But I think, yeah, we'll probably lose the Friday game, maybe three or four. I'm to say three or four or two, something like that. For four to. two, I reckon we'll lose. Empty net goal for them. Yeah. Um, and then on the Saturday... I think we'll uh I think we'll take it uh, with three one win. I'll go for that. But I reckon it'll be a split weekend and yeah, it's it's, it's yeah.
0: Split Are we one. playing on Friday? Yeah, Friday and Saturday. Oh my god, I've had it down here. It's Friday Saturday and Sunday. You need to check your calendar, George. I need to check my calendar. That's ridiculous. No, no yeah. use
1: having a fancy, fancy notebook if you've not got a calendar with the, it. With the it literally TV, says podcast
0: it, notes on it as well. So that's like, that's <laughs> how official I am. Um, oh, oh yeah, gear, no idea. 100 views on a, views on a <laughs> podcast. Um, the last thing <laughs> that I'm going to talk about is, um, you obviously weren't there earlier really when I was on my own in um, a building mm. at Sheffield Island University, recording the first bit of the podcast. Yeah. But it's the speculation surrounding Marco Valorand and a potential return to the Steelers. Now, it came up a lot in the free co- in the Ask Questions section on Twitter. Um, and earlier, I weren't going to talk about it, but I thought, you know what? As part of Elite Enlightenment, we're going to talk about Valorant. W- what do you reckon? Would you take him? <sighs> I don't know.
1: It's, it's a tough one, really. He um, Obviously, we know what he can do. We know he's a cracking player. Um, I believe his club have had some financial struggles or difficulties. Um, mm-hmm. and, but to be honest with you, I've not really kept tabs on Valorant since his left. I've not looked okay. at his stats, his numbers. So I've not got a clue how he's doing. Presumably, he's, he's doing well because he's you know an excellent player. But I always find that when we bring back players... Or, you know, any team that brings back a player for a second spell, you don't quite get that same player. I don't know. It's yeah. just we, we've had a tough time with that in Sheffield with
0: players who we brought back, you know, for Interesting second you spells said and, that Eric Neely yeah. is an example. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. They've not brought quite, him back, wasn't very good.
1: Yeah, they they've never quite deliver like they do that first time round for, for some strange, bizarre reason, but. I like Valorand as a player. I really liked him, you know, mm. in, in his, obviously his first spell with the club. Um, you know, he is a game changer. He can turn a game on his head. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I really don't know. No. I think we need to upgrade on a couple of players. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a couple of players for me who aren't quite, you know, delivering the goods. You know, I, I've no. mentioned about them before. I think, you know, Petule and and uh, Mitchell are two players who are a bit under the micro microscope for me, um, and you know if if you can replace one of them, say with a and then that'd be amazing. But it's just how he fits into Fox's plans if he does come back, and obviously Fox mm. has got more of an idea about that than than I certainly have. Uh, yeah. um, but you know I, I won't be disappointed if he came back, but I won't be you know particularly. You know, jumping up and doing cartwheels and backflips. Either not, that I can do that
0: anyway. But yeah, that's that's my take. And um, just one last, literally one last one. Um, Scott, last week's podcast we talked about the net mining situation at uh-huh. the Steelers. Um, and in midweek we found out that Oscar Rosland's was actually well decided to leave based on his game time. Yeah, and we brought in um. Yeah, I, I've completely forgot his name, but the backup for Manchester, or yeah, one of Hayden, he might have Hayden, even started. Hayden Levine. Hayden Levine Hayden. There we go. Yeah. So, what do you make of that? Because I'm pretty sure that was what we were talking about last week. Exactly, the fact that yeah, there could be Hayden Levine coming to the Steelers. I'm pretty sure we said we weren't that bothered.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, looking at I guess the uh, logic behind it, what Fox has used. He has offset and offloaded an expensive netminder who I believe was on a university deal. So, um, which, you know, is is a shame because it, I think sometimes in the past when you get rid of players on uni deals, it somewhat sours that relationship with the university mm-hmm. because you know it's a commitment for them to, you know, get them on the course and, and all that lot. I know that's kind of happened in the past, but not much. Um, but Osland you know, he he was very unlucky, you know, with the injury he's had, he he sort of broke his finger uh, in a Mm -hmm. training accident, Um, and then, you know, the first shot on, you know, in in that hand when he was ready to come back, he broke it again, but worse in, you know, so many places or whatever, so he's been very unlucky, and, um, you know, it's just one of those freak injuries, one of those freak scenarios, what rarely Mm -hmm. happens, but when it does, it obviously affects your team, and you've got to think about the longevity of the club and, and what's best for the club. And Osland, you know, he worked, got his fitness back, but then with the tough stretch, what we've got coming up, you know, Fox is very honest. He he doesn't want to hold players back, you know, and he's obviously, Osland's had interest and he's since signed, I believe today or recently for Rungsted in Denmark. Yeah. So he signed with them.
0: Decent side. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Decent mm-hmm. side. Danish league is a good league. It's a very good league. Um, I recognize so the name from an egg, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fair enough. Um, but yeah, bringing yeah. in Osland and and sorry, getting rid of Rossland, you're, you're knocking off a chunkier of your salary, you're bringing in Lorene, who's going to be cheaper, and he's obviously been told look, you know, there's a chance you might not play mini mm. games, if any. So with that, you then free up a bit more money to then add to your forward or yeah. deco, which you know, then might pave the way for somebody like Valorant, who you know, won't be won't be cheap. So um so yeah, so looking at the logic behind it, I think it's a good move from Fox.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, it's a shame obviously there's so many games in a congested season because I wonder the effect it's gonna have on Greenfield and if it's gonna over fatigue him and if that's you know coming into play, you know, down the down the stretch really. And like we've got a game obviously we've got a game tonight. We've got Friday and Saturday in Belfast. You know, it's a lot of travel. Five Belfast and then yeah, it is. So it's, it's a lot of a burden for Greenfield to kind of you know shoulder, but mm. you know, he's, he's definitely capable from what we've seen.
0: Um, but yeah, I just wonder if it'll catch up with him. But who knows? I guess time will tell. Of course. And talking of time will tell, it is currently twenty-seven minutes past ten, and I think we've covered every base that we need to in the second part of um the podcast today. Uh bit of a skewer from but oh well um scott thanks very much for coming on at this late hour um i know uh, i'll be pleasure, my pleasure
1: mate i'll be editing maybe. for the next
0: half an hour or so to get it up <laughs> take tomorrow one, morning taking so, one for the team there exactly exactly anyway guys thank you very much for listening um i hope you have enjoyed and we will see you next week see you later see you